The Outlet. The Talk of Southland. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour, and in this podcast, I talk to Robin McNeil from Space Ops New Zealand. Now, they're doing some incredible work for space agencies around the world from their Southland base. But first, let's have a look at some local news from the Southland app. The Outlet, local news. Here are some of the stories this week you can read more about on your Southland app. A recreational boat has slipped its berthing lines during high winds and is likely to take two weeks to salvage, according to Environment Southland's regional harbour master and maritime manager, Lyndon Cleaver. Cycling Southland representatives Ruth Whelan and Neil Hamilton both claimed medals at the Masters Track National Championships in Cambridge last weekend. And New Zealand netball fans will see a familiar face amongst the coaching ranks of Wales at the Netball World Cup in July. Southern Steel head coach Rainer Bloxham has been appointed as a specialist coach for Wales national netball team. For these and more local news and sports stories, press the news button on your Southland app. Local news, sport and information. The Outlet. Tiano's Tartan Festival is a chance to celebrate the South Scottish roots and the Southland Kiwi spirit. Highland performers compete in front of their home crowd and national judges, and your family can enjoy a fine tartan-themed day out with good food, a bumper Easter market, entertainment, and a variety of specially adapted Highland games open to all. You can find all the info by clicking on the Events and Attractions button on your Southland app. Robin McNeil is the Chief Executive Officer of Space Operations New Zealand. Now they have an arrangement between the European Space Agency and the Government of New Zealand and provide a fantastic amount of services to companies around the world. Robin runs us through who they are and what they do from their Southland base. What inspired you to pursue a career in the space industry and how do you think your previous experiences in telecommunications and engineering prepared you for your current role? Uh, I guess I've always been interested in space since my best friend's father went to uh, Michigan in 1965 and um, did some work on radio systems for Germany and then Apollo and came back to New Zealand and um, of course my best friend we were five years old um, no one believed him and uh, that was good fun so i had a career and initially the same friend's father introduced me to ham radio and maybe want to do electronics and engineering uh, so i did an engineering degree at canterbury in the olden days when you know the wheels and our bicycles were still square because we hadn't invented the round ones i had a career in, in telecommunications with new zealand post office telecom then international telecommunications union part of the uh, itu and by accident, I'd managed to, in the, 90, late, yeah, the 1990s, I built ground stations in Antarctica and up in Tokelau, just for geostationary satellites. And then after I finished working for the United Nations, back to Invercargill, which I'd always felt very comfortable with. 2004, the European Space Agency came knocking at our door, wanting support for the ATV, um, that's the Automated Transfer Vehicle, launch campaigns, taking goods, clothes, fuel, water, food, up to astronauts in the International Space Station and I guess they were a bit surprised to find that people in Invercargill actually knew a bit about ground stations and could understand what they're talking about. From there we uh, established the Aurora Satellite Ground Station facilities between Invercargill and Bluff. When those launch campaigns were starting to come to a, uh, an end, Pete Beck, another local lad done well from Invercargill, was introduced us to some of his upcoming customers on uh, Electron. That was Planet Lab, Inspire, Black Sky, and um, 
So yeah, we took them on and um, it, was, it was quite fun. Shortly after that, everyone else, oh, actually about the same time, other international space agencies got wind of what we were doing through the European Space Agency and the French Space Agency, and it's been word of mouth ever since. People must be surprised that Southland has become the hub of space operations. I mean, you're not near any established space centres, are you? Yeah, that'd be true. Arborua would be better known in the space international space community than Auckland or Wellington. So... The beauty of Arwarua is that it's very south and it's on the edge of a swamp and it's, the land is very flat and we can see right down to the horizon. So we differ from Spark or um, other geo, what we call geo-gateways um, who are just looking at geostationary satellites. Our main income is from servicing low-Earth orbit spacecraft. So they're only about 400 to 800 kilometres up and they go around the world once every hour and a half or so. And you can only see them for about eight minutes. And for many of the orbits, the closer you are to the South Pole or the North Pole it is, the better. When you look on the map of the world, we're a long way south for the Southern Hemisphere and we're a long way east. So we are in primo land down here. So we've just got a natural geographic advantage that puts us on the world maps. So can you describe some of the specific services that Space Ops NZ provides for the space industry? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, Basically, our main business line is hosting other people's antennas, and these antennas can be anything from something that looks like an aerial on a walkie-talkie through six-meter antennas inside radomes, so probably about seven and a half meters diameter golf balls. The radomes are just to keep the bad weather away from the electronics and the dish, so it's nothing super secret about it. Some of the antennas are outside, but you need more than that. You need a supply of engineers and technicians who can look after the equipment or install the equipment. You need really good telecommunications. Some of our customers are running gigabit per second fibre. You need um, really reliable power. You need backup power supplies and engine alternators. There's quite a bit of infrastructure. So in principle, it's pretty simple. In practice, it's quite a bit harder to make it very reliable. And um, yeah, we support now most of the big names in the international space community. Our other bread and butter line is actually leasing out time on our own antennas. So we do that as well. So we've put a number of antennas. We're just about to commission another new one. And then we make a bit of money doing maintenance. And we do a certain amount of consulting. I think it's quite nice when some of the really big names that you might have heard of, which I can't really mention here, um, ask us for advice rather than the other way around. If people want to find out more about you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, Our website's always the best place, spaceops.nz. We are um, completely civil and agency. We don't do spy satellite stuff. We don't do military stuff. We... Uh, we're purely commercial and civilian. We actually have a lot of school visits, and we've had, I think we had, I think the biggest visit we had was about 200 of the over 70s walking group. Saw the sign on the on the door of their station and said, you know, if you want to tour, here's the number to ring. And so, yeah, they had a great day with a picnic and talked through the station. Well, thank you so much for having a chat today, and all the very best for the future. Okay, no, thank you very much. The Outlet from your Southland app. Thanks for listening to The Outlet, your new sport interview and information podcast. The Outlet is produced and published by the Southland app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. The Outlet is available on the Outlet button of your Southland app and wherever you get your podcasts.